Blog Talk Radio. The great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. So now you're in, and now you won't bag out. Good evening, Mains. It is uh, Thursday, November 21st, 2013. You're checking in with Blaze and Ride backstage. I'd like to welcome my co host Savannah to my Saint Jack, the Sade to my Batter and Wah, Mr. Jonathan Weeks. Jonathan, how are you? Good, man. How are you doing? but like uh, a modern day, you know, one of these DJ guys. So it's like, you know, I got that. You know what I, mean? I love it. I love it. I love it. You, you, you got to put that on a CD, man. Give me that CD right now. What it do? What it what do? If I, no, I'll put it on an MP3 and throw it onto the CD player and it won't never, never work. <laughs> you can't do that. Hey, for you, for you, John Weeks, I'll put it on LaserDisc. Oh, that's nice. Thank you very much. Well, I'll put it on cassette so I can play my Walkman. <laughs> I'll put it on Beta. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> what, which of these fortune cookies is yours? Which is mine? Mine's on the right. Yours is on the left. Okay. Brother. All right. This, I'm opening mine first. You know, I should really open the plastic before we uh, start the show. I don't know why I don't do that. Gross. Bro, yeah, I know you just just bite right into him. This this is mine. He said mine was on the left. It says, "He who seeks will find." What do you think I'm gonna find? Uh, um, you're gonna find, hmm, chlamydia. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Let me say that. So you're gonna find happiness, success, and great wealth. Because <laughs> well, I was more inclined towards the first one because he who seeks, you know, say, you know, these business assholes going over to Thailand and they're seeking uh, these ladies, and then they 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 find the cock when you know when, when they get there. They find the cock and the chlamydia. Uh, by the way, I thought of a great name for uh, a sh- uh, a show about uh, Shamali. Uh, <laughs> feminism. I don't know what you want to call it, but shamalamism. I thought of a great name for it. <laughs> what is it? The Vagina Cockalogs. <laughs> I like that. I can see that on Broadway one day. <laughs> I'll it. be right there it. with Tommy Jane. Tommy Jane, man. Tommy Jane. <laughs> Me, the mom uh, of the this- music, man. <laughs> this- this is your 
the Shamala Music Man. <laughs> Tommy James and the Shamala Dells. Okay. It says, life is about making some things happen, not waiting for something to happen. That's yours. What do you think that's all about? Are you serious? Wow. Oh, God. That's uh, extremely applicable. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to go out there and get it. You got to be on that American hustle main. You got to, you know, if you see something you want, you got to get out there, grab it, grab a hold of it. I don't mean sexually harass women, but I mean, like, just, <laughs> just do what you got to do to advance your career and, and uh, you know, towards success, I guess. You know, anything, not just your career. But yeah, I, you know, I, it's that's a bit, very applicable. It's a bit disturbing that that's where your mind jumped to. My mind, I don't know if it's more disturbing, if you want it, grab it, the American dream. I was thinking, uh, you know, if you like, if you see a baby that you like, you just go grab the baby and raise the baby. <laughs> I like that. Yes, I would grab that baby mine. <laughs> um, so, uh, how is this extremely applicable to your life right now, Jonathan? We oh man, I uh, well, it's a, a good question. I I guess I've been sitting back too much, and not really uh, taking my you know, career as serious as I could, you know, even though I work a lot. You got to, you know, to be noticed, you got to make people notice you, I guess, and bring it to their attention how much you're working, not just to hope for one day that they'll notice, because that ain't going to happen, you know. It's just not the way the world works, and uh, you just got to make yourself known. Be the big man on campus, you know, and uh, do, do it respectfully, professionally, of course, but, you know, so I guess I got to do more of that. I Go ahead. You said do it sexually? Sexually and, and do it as, much, as sexually as you can, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How do you plan on sexually announcing yourself? Uh, <laughs> well, you got to go out there and grab it. You know, that's what the fortune told me, so I guess I'm just going to do that. Grab that. By the way, <laughs> by, by the way, you know our friend Charles? Uh, I just realized that, uh, speaking of grabbing it, uh, this lady that he's he's been um, seeing, I don't know what's going on, but her last name is Dong. <laughs> oh, man, she's got a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess people were right about Charles all along. He's got that big dong piece now. <laughs> oh man, he's a good kid though. Great kid. Uh, love him, love him. Do you remember that time um, that you weren't there, so there's no way you could? Where um, <laughs> there were a lot of times like we were, that. <laughs> we were at the uh, the the carnival over in East Shore, me and Jesus or East Haven, wherever the hell it was. Um, <laughs> and Charles and Christy were still together. This is our friends from New Haven. And uh, we we would always make fun of Charles for uh, you know not not uh, being able to get it up, um, <laughs> and then like Christy lost her phone and she was leaving to go like get in another car, and then he like he picks up her phone and he says, Christy, Christy, I found it, and the and <laughs> he's holding it up and the antenna on the phone goes limp and me and Jesus just start cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, great kid, Profoti. Oh, Bert, oh, no, no. 
first. So, so. By the way, this Patty Morales, this uh, game of words with friends with Jesus' mom is the bait of my existence. She's ahead by about 200 points, and she won't stop, and she just keeps on, you know, tormenting me with these great words, and the game just never ends. Listen, man, I told you, I warned you, Patty Morales is, I tell you, is evil incarnate. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. She's not. She's a lovely woman, but you do not want to start anything with her online. She's the online queen of devastation. She will destroy you in any online game or any online chat. That's why I don't even go on uh, uh, online anymore. I'm scared of her. You know, yeah. it's, that, it's that bad. I'm terrified of Patty Morales. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Uh, the uh, this this has been a really crazy week. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know where I am at the moment. I I uh, have been all over the place, busier than uh, busier than um, Bob Vila in a hardware store. And let me explain. Uh, so my friend Erica Lustig turned 30, um, Woo! and, uh, yeah, 30, happy birthday. Hope you're not 30, listening. 30, man. Uh, so she had a, uh, roast type of thing, uh, at her, well, what happened was she wanted to have a, a 30th birthday celebration at this place that she hosts karaoke called The Watering Hole on Monday night, and, uh, it was, um... Well, it was one of the only times I've ever been there sober, and uh, I was very on edge, and uh, I had one O'Douls and about 60,000 club sodas, um, and, and uh, as you know, Weeks, O'Douls rules. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's lovely. <laughs> lovely. So we're, uh, I go over to the watering hole, to Lustig's hole, and she... Uh, you know, she said she wanted some people to get up and speak, and her boyfriend started treating it like an actual roast, I guess, beforehand, and he was thinking he was going to do it like the whole dais and like it's Comedy Central, but he, she told him to kind of rein it in. So then uh, what happened was it was in the midst of a karaoke thing, so people were singing karaoke, and I went up to her and I was like, can I roast you soon? Because I wanted to get the hell out of there. Um, and... Right. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so she said yes. So here's the issue is that, you know, any time that I'm to make a speech, um, there's usually a bit of roasting involved, uh, and it usually rhymes. So I wrote Erica this rhyming speech um, that was said nice things, and it said uh, mean things. And <laughs> the part that was the meanest that I wrote was about her ex-boyfriend who is a magician. Um, so as as I'm there stalk, talking to my friend Peter uh, at Lustig's Hole, who walks in but said magician? And, <laughs> and I start going, fuck, God damn it, shit, oh no, oh no. And Peter's like, what is wrong with you? And I said... This fucking magician is here, and now there's a whole section in my roast about him, and it's too mean to say with him here. He's, I have no reason to say this stuff in actuality. I was just saying it to be funny. He's always been a nice guy to me. So 
uh, and I don't know him well or anything, so it's not really, you know, I, I, the fact that he's here, I can't be saying. I could only say it behind his back, not while he's here. So Peter takes a look at the speech, and he's like, okay, uh, well, it's kind of long, so I think you can cut out that paragraph. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and, he, you know, here's the thing, Weeks. It doesn't matter how long my speeches are. You know I bring the ruckus. Regardless oh, of I know like, this man. I would witness to the great Andrew Mandrew wedding speech, the best made <laughs> speech ever made. That speech was incredible, <laughs> man. And then I saw that speech you did at somebody else's wedding on, on Facebook, and that was, I, I don't know, maybe even better than Andrew Mandrew's. You bring that ruckus, man. You definitely I bring do. the ruckus, exactly. I mean, Andrew really brings that uncle ruckus with his racist ass. <laughs> that racist. But, yeah, so... Uh, so I, I say I don't, I don't take out the whole thing. Well, the only part that I left in about the magician was uh, this part in particular. Now, this was also the most uh, risque, controversial part of the speech that I chose to leave in that I wasn't so sure if I should say publicly um, because I had never admitted this before, but um, I decided to do it in front of everybody. So I said... You know, and keep in mind, her boyfriend is the roast master standing right next to me, although a reined-in version. And uh, I said, I'd be lying if I said I'd never had a dirty dream about you, Erica. Um, and, and then you just hear, like, hello from, like, the crowd and stuff. And uh, then I said something like, uh, but, oh, I turned to her boyfriend, Greg, and I said, but relax, brah, this is back uh, when she was with Abracadabra. And that's the only part I left in about the magician. <laughs> I think that's fine. I, I think what you said wasn't that risque at all. I mean, yeah, you're putting yourself out there, you know, but I don't think that's, I think that's cool, man. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't tell her the content of the dream because it's quite lascivious and lecherous and lustful and all those words that mean the same thing. You know, in Mr. Hansen's English class in high school, uh, one week we had all those L words that meant lustful, and then, like, every week after that, Mr. Hansen would say stuff like, uh, Javen Solomon, what does colloquy mean? And Javen would just say lustful and start cracking up. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, the, the speech like was, that. you know, it's... Uh, I made her cry, I, hopefully for, you know, happy tears, I don't know, but she said it was amazing. Um, and uh, also included my uh, friend Sean in there, and I asked him in the speech when he would turn into a bat and fly away because it look, he looked like a vampire. And I admitted both mine and Erica's, both of our infatuation with Sean. Um, and, uh, you know, he was right there. It was a very honest speech. Now, the whole... Uh, being sober thing did not help. I was like so nervous and so on edge and I was just, you know, it was all over the place. Um, and, but thankfully I could get the hell out of there. Uh, but <laughs> prior prior to making this toast, I was looking all over for a blazer to wear and let me tell you, John Weeks, that I couldn't find a, a fucking thing that, that fit me as, as a fat fuck. <laughs> Until... Until I went to Burlington Coat Factory right before the road. And I got a velvet blue blazer at Burlington Coat Factory. But, like, my suit is from Zara, my, like, my black suit, and, and that fits okay still. 
But I, when I went back to Zara this time around, everything was just like just one size too small. That sucks. <laughs> That's all right, man. It's a new you. You're doing you're doing you. Burlington Coal Factory, man. You cannot go wrong with that place. And might I add, I gotta <laughs> say, you you can make a professional career out of roasting and and delivering best main speeches. I'm not kidding. Even people you don't even know, you should be their best main. That's how good you are. <laughs> People, you know, people have told me that frequently, uh, especially at the, <clears throat> these events. How, do, how does one uh, begin a career in that? I don't know if this position actually exists. What do you, what do you, I'm, I, I can start up a career, a job as a company, as like a, a best main speech writing helper or something? Yeah, you could be a best main consultant. You can help people write speeches, deliver their speeches, even do it in their place. I, hell, I would even go a step farther. You can actually uh, preside over weddings. Why not? Why can't you marry people? They give speeches in a way. I mean, you could do that. You could become a justice of the peace. That, that's how they do it in Connecticut. Um, you should do it. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. I could I'm, be the I'm sultan kidding. of Maine. You could be the, yeah. <laughs> the sultan of Maine, the sultan of SWAT. <laughs> you could be uh, the genie uh, of the ladder. You could be. You could be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be no gelatin, uh, but, it, it, but yeah, there's, it, you know, there's a there. Uh, it, it is, and people will come up to me like uh, this guy Jay um, that I used to hate. He came up to me at uh, my friend uh, Sam's wedding, and after I made the speech at Sam and Nick's wedding, and he was like, you know, I'm my my brother's best man in December. Uh, I could use your your help. You know, so people actually do come up to me and say stuff like that. We got to start. We got to get this going, man. I, I, you know, I got to make money doing something I like. I like doing that. Let's do that then. Okay. Uh, no, I'm serious. I think that's a, that's a good idea. I think, um, yeah, man, you you are perfect for that. I, if you really want to do that, you can make an easy career out of it because I don't think too many other people do it, and I don't think too many other people do it as well as you. So it's it's a that's a legitimate career there too. I, should, I think you should be a justice of the peace. And the best main consultant. So wedding services, everything. And it'll be the whole shebang. You think I could be the wedding services sultan of the main? Yes. Yes, of the main. Yes, of the fellowship of the main. The cervix main. <laughs> the cervix main, yes, definitely. <laughs> it's going down, yes. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, so, John Weeks, what did you do last weekend? Oh, what did I do last week? Well, I worked, so I don't want to bore you too much, but I worked. And Sunday uh, actually was a good day. I went to the movies with a buddy. What did uh, you see? I saw um, Ender's Game. And, How was that? Uh, yeah, Ender's Game was pretty good. It was, I was really pleasantly surprised. Uh, it, it's Yes, they have little kids there, um, and you think it's like a kid, kid movie, but it's actually very serious. It's about intergalactic space warfare and then uh military tactics really it's kind of uh kind of intense but it was good and then i went to a bar a real county bar in um essex junction vermont and uh, it's like where everybody pretty much knows your name it's like one of those bars uh i walked through the door and as soon as you go through that door you got you feel like you have to be as loud as everyone else in that bar so immediately i go in there i start yelling and shouting at people and and I'm the normal guy there, I guess. Well, if you're if you're too <laughs> quiet and actually too normal, uh, they don't like you. 
<laughs> well, that's like that old George Carlin said. He hated that phrase. It's the quiet ones you gotta watch. So if I walk into a bar and there's a quiet guy reading a book, and then there's a guy at the door screaming, "I'm gonna kill the next motherfucker that comes in here." Who are you gonna watch? That's right. That's right. But it was a good good day. It was a a pretty laid back weekend. Not not too much got done, but I got a lot of um, a lot of work done and was able to relax too. So drinking on a few nights, Jonathan. You were drinking on a school night, Jonathan Weeks? I was. I was. It was unusual of me, but I had to. I just, I just had to, you know, sometimes you just, yeah, I shouldn't say it, but you, sometimes you have to have a few once in a while. <laughs> you know, but uh, not too many. I, I want one or two. <laughs> uh-huh. So, yes, it was the, so you, had, you had at least four. I saw you with those Lyman cellos. <laughs> I miss those Lomicellos, man. I don't know what Andrew put in them, but they were delicious and deadly at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I have to say to that story about the bar that you just told? Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you like to get away? <laughs> yes, Sometimes I would. you wanna go. Where? <laughs> would you <laughs> sing a damn line here? I can't. I can't carry the whole thing on my own. I know. I I, I don't remember lines. I, I, Where everybody goes, your name. You just said the line. You just told a story about this, this very song. <laughs> everybody knows your name. <laughs> No, where everybody knows your name. Oh, yeah, cheers to the best bar on earth. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of when Zach, uh, Jason and Zach, uh, my friends from college, used to freestyle in the elevator, and Zach would say, like, a real freestyle to Jason, (laughs) insulting him, and then Jason would be like, Zach, you're worthless. I hate you. You suck. And it wouldn't rhyme at all, you know? (laughs) Oh, Jason's a good kid. But, yes, have you ever been to that bar, Cheers, in Boston? I want to check that out one time. No, I've only ever been to the city of Boston twice, uh, and I've yet to go to Cheers. You've never been there either? No, no. I think we should plan a trip there with uh, the Wizard Man. <laughs> I don't <laughs> see that ever happening. <laughs> no, come on, baby. Maybe uh, 10 years, baby. You haven't even met the Wiz Man. I know, I didn't even meet the Wiz Man. Excuse Wiz Man. <laughs> Nobody beats him. Uh, so, the, uh, the, the, the speaking of the, the Mains, uh, is it is it true? Will will I will the, will we have a main union a week from Saturday? Ooh, I heard about that. Yes, I will try to make an appearance. I don't know how long I can be there. Be there. Why? Long? What? 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 So, what's the what's the issue? I I have made previous plans to be with somebody that day, uh, but I'll be there. I will be there. For a, a minimum of two hours, I will be there. Who is who is I, this person? Who are you meeting with? <laughs> oh man, it's uh, you know some old buddies. It's Chris said the man too hot to handle for TV. 
Josh Harper is coming out with an album. I don't know what he's doing with that. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Those guys. Oh, I see where your allegiances lie. Mm-hmm. Oh, you stop it. I, oh, <laughs> I will be there. I will be there. Uh, yeah, you'll be there for like two seconds. Uh, are, you, are you going? Yes. You're and, going, right? And I asked, uh, and, and Jay, Jay was like, by the way, for anybody who listens to this show, I don't know if we've said one thing that makes any sense to anyone yet uh, tonight, <laughs> but uh, our friends Jay and John, they're having a, a thing. We've got to bring the mains back together, and they're doing a paper towel championship, and he said, Weeks will be there. And he was very, very uh, confirmational of your presence. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know we're doing the paper towel championship. Are we? Yeah, man. You, you're tripping. You're the one who's been trying to get this together for a while, and now you're all over the place. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is, is, are we going to get Jesus there? Are we going to get Scotty uh, Spezio over there? Uh, uh, we gotta get, I think we got to get to work. I think I think we'll I think we'll I think we'll get Mandrew. I think we'll get him at least. Holy crap! I, how about Julian? Yeah, I think. Well, all the other ones, I'm not sure yet because Jay said that I had to holler at Christy and White Maine, and I think he wanted me to holler at Maine. I said I'll get Maine to come. And uh, hey, Zeus, I don't know what's going on with him. I think Jay texted him, but he hasn't texted back, so he asked me to text him too. I just haven't yet, but I got to. Okay, well, okay, all right, all right. Okay, I'm going to try my best to be there for the entire time, all right? <laughs> I, I will, okay, this is going down. If this is possible, this is going down. i got to hand it to Jay. He, what a great kid Jay is, huh? Great kid. <laughs> great kid. His, his, uh, kid. his daughter's name is Jalen, and, uh, and, and I thought he said, like, Jack. Jav, Javin or something, so then I just started calling her Javelin, and he said, oh, God. <laughs> I like Jalen. Jalen mine. <laughs> Jalen mine to be mine. Jalen mine. Mine to be Roman mine. I'm going to call mine. Oh, mine. Um, Jesus Christ. We're, we're almost halfway through already just yapping about Nonsense, but but I think it was a genius thing what I just did to get you to commit to something on a recorded podcast. Oh, you know, you are. Now, I have to say, you are now good. It's on record. You're too good. Well, I have to say, you you are, you're good. You 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 would make a great lawyer. <laughs> Please never say that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> no offense. So um, they. Uh, Last week you said that Vermont, in terms of beer, you said they have a lot of stuff, Long Trail, and that was it. That was the only one you could name. <laughs> they, have Long Trail. they have another one. I forget what it's called, but there's also a beer that's called Star Nine, and it's, it's uh-huh. a beer. Uh, there's another big beer name, but I, it's Long Trail, and, oh, God. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you... You also said Vermont, for the most part, really stinks. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, there's a cold stink in the air constantly. I don't know how to describe it. Um, and it, it's windy as hell here. I don't know what it is. I really, it, it's, well, I'm near a lake. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it does stink. It's no Connecticut. It's no New York. 
Uh, it's no Masters of... Uh, but it's, it's, are you going to name the other 46 states as well? It's, well, it's no Florida. It's no California. It's no Hawaii. It's no... <laughs> oh, now we're in the tropical climates, okay. Vermont is no Vermont. Really? It's... <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place if you're a moose. <laughs> and, and you're you're a blind diabetic moosesis. <laughs> the meats the meats love this place. The meats love it. <laughs> By the way, weeks. Uh, I um. What I did was uh, for this for a post uh, that linked people to this episode. Um, I I. Uh, took out like a, a Facebook advertisement for it uh, for thirty dollars to see if okay. that would uh, affect our listenership and such. Um, and uh, where was the thing where it said how many people were reached? Oh, here it is. Okay, so uh, here here's how many people the ad reached: nine thousand one hundred thirty-five people. Oh my gosh! And here is how many people liked the post. Two. <laughs> Two. Are you serious? I am dead ass, my friend. Uh uh-uh. And how long did this post run? I think it ran about three days. Okay. Okay. I mean... I think it's just Beatrice's duty. Yeah, I I would put another thirty bucks in to see what happens. You could you could uh, you could write me down for thirty dollars. <laughs> I mean, then we'll get you know we'll get one more like. I I don't, I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> Listen, people are still undecided. We have to post this again. Uh, I'll wire you the money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the thing is about this. Uh, uh, well, what happened the last time I posted a Facebook thing, it was for the episode with uh, James Conrad. Do you know him? Yeah, yeah, I know him. He's a good kid. He's the weirdo that, you know, walks around uh, New Haven and, you know, talks to people about Metallica for hours on end. Anyway, he's he's written a few, he's written a few books, and the uh, second time he was on, I posted an ad to that, you know, to that link. And just a ton of people were liking it, like getting a ton of listens. And then it, this like news story broke that like Facebook was like rigging its whole advertisement system. And so I think that may have been why this particular one didn't have the same uh, reaction on the internet as the last one because it was kind of fake before. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, or people just uh, maybe. Didn't like it. Huh? <laughs> 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 let's let's, let's run it again. Let's run it again. I think we we need to experiment more with this. I mean, is there like a <laughs> what's the maximum we could do in terms of advertising? Like the maximum amount of dollars we could spend for no reason. You know, yeah, yeah, on Facebook for uh, no reason. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh. If it says yeah, I think here. I have a couple thousand dollars. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> listen, the the highest one on here I'm seeing right now is thirty eight dollars. I, oh, I know you can it. do it for more. I know you can do it for more, but just not in this particular uh, section that I'm clicking on. 
Uh, I wonder if I click this one, if something else will come up. And it's, uh, oh, oh, something came up. Let me see. Uh, okay, so 30. This one goes up to $100. And it, Whoa. it says it's supposed to reach 8,800 to 23,000 people. Now, if we reached the 9,000 people and didn't spend $100, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, but uh, weird at the same time because there's been no reaction. <laughs> who are the two people who liked it? I want to know who those people were. <laughs> well, one was a friend of mine named Megan Sass, who's been okay. on the show before. And the uh -oh. other one, I think, was a, a friend of a friend. Okay. All right. Well, that works. I mean, uh, if you could find the maximum and let me know, I might have to do – we might have to do that, actually. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll think about it. Where the hell is Fogarty? Also, we have to talk about – can we advertise in a certain area, geographic location? I'm thinking Thailand yeah. would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can do that, actually, yes. Oh, my God. I would put money down on Thailand. Let me know. All right. You pay for Thailand. I'll pay for Duluth. Okay. Okay, let's do that. Let's <laughs> we have Frank calling in from Duluth. You're on with Charles Grodin. What can I do for you, Frank? <laughs> Charles Grodin, mine. Yo, I'm serious. Where the hell's Fogarty, man? I don't know, man, but I saw his post on Facebook. He said he wasn't doing anything today. He was talking about food. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that too. Oh, that reminds me. Um, what do you say we uh, read his dinner as James Earl Jones? Okay, we could do that. All right, so do that. this is from Tom, Tom Fogarty, circa November 21st, 2013. Hot dogs from organic grass-fed beef. Split and broiled pizza with three cheeses broiled, chopped salad, three fingers fry. Welcome to Bell Atlantic Mobile, the best for your calling conveniences. Hello. <laughs> that was excellent. Good job. Good job, sir. Thank you. Thank I, I, you. I really like um, that. So, you know, the thing is, right now, we're slated to do the Hot Mess Awards, unless I'm hallucinating. 934. I'm wondering where this, this wizard is. Let me see if he's on the uh, Facebook. His kid's always on Facebook. Maybe he fell asleep. <laughs> he may have. Uh, is there any way you could throw like a paper airplane across Manhattan to get to him or what? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, in Manhattan, so it'd be a little hard. <laughs> I, know, I know. You're in the uh, Brooklyn. Uh, right. Yes. Um, okay, I just messaged him. Sire, where are you at? We waiting for your call. Where's that wizard at, man? Wizards have terrible timing. They're just late all the time. <laughs> the thing about live radio is there's always these bits of uh, say it's you know say it's a recorded podcast. You can go and edit these bits of like awkwardness when when I have to focus on something else. Oh, wait. Right. Oh, he responded already. He said, shit, you're right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he forgot his pixie dust. Well, uh, you know, it's, this is when two words cross your mind, Alzheimer's disease. <laughs> I think I have that. I don't want yeah, to remember. Yeah, I do, too. <laughs> that, 
that or it could just be the Zoloft clouding my brain. <laughs> or that Clamidia. <laughs> I think Clamidia doesn't cloud your brain. Actually, I don't think there's – I think you can get Clamidia and not have any symptoms. You know, it's oh, not like – pretty cool. It's not like gonorrhea where you're, it's just painful as all get out with the pissing and the burning. Gonorrhea and the, 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 the diarrhea. <laughs> if it's a diarrhea, isn't that a lyric in If I Could Turn Back Time remix? Yes, it is. If it's a diarrhea. Oh, yes, because I listened to that just yesterday. That's why I remember that. I, I did as well. I did as well. Good, good. Um, so chlamydia is, is like one of those diseases you you would be okay with then. I would be okay with. It. I mean, it's, 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 there's no symptoms. I don't think so because I think it would like somehow decay your body. It's like you know I don't know. I mean if if you went if you had gonorrhea without treating it, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that you can survive in the end. And I assume chlamydia is the same, but without the uh, without the pain. Oh, oh well, that's not too bad. Death is not so bad. Not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> when you weigh your options, you know, death really isn't the worst one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. By the way, I don't know if what I just said is true, so I hope I'm not scaring anyone out there who might have a chlamydia. <laughs> I ain't never scared, my friend. <laughs> Bone crusher, right? Yes, that's right. Greatest rapper of all time. <laughs> Bro, this... This wizard, where where the hell, where is he? <laughs> He's taking a shower, man. Oh, I thought you were gonna say taking a shit. Is he gonna do? <laughs> you know, I saw these devices, Bluetooth speakers you can bring in the shower. So you know, we could do the show from the shower. I think actually we should all do the show from the shower one day. It's yeah, not a I bad idea. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Well, John Weeks, do you know what time it is? Oh, my God. It's the Hot Mess Awards with the Wizards. God, who's a mess? Someone get you. Oh, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Please, love the mess, love the mess, love the mess. Tom Fogarty, hey, Tom Fogarty, hey, 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 hey. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> it's still it's far right. away. What happened to you, man? You got caught up? It's like the first night I haven't had a show or a rehearsal or anything in weeks. <laughs> I didn't know what to Just do with reaction. myself. Didn't know what to do with myself today, so I was catching up on some shit we had DVR'd. And that episode of uh, Law & Order SVU last night had the best line ever. What was it? What was that? It's after this, like, guy who's being accused of rape was pushed off a roof. She, the, uh, the autopsy, you know, bitchress yeah. says that... Tamara uh, was Tamara something. Yeah, Tamara yeah. Tooney. She says, mm-hmm. she says uh, you know, well, he had a recently ejaculated because there was saliva and blah, 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 blah. I said, well, give it to us in real terms, Doc. And she says, okay, he came, and then he went. Yeah, I saw, I saw, I saw that this morning. And, and I, that, that line did really stick out to me, yeah. Yeah, pretty doggone good. So then I was just sort of in a stupor watching the rest of it. 
<laughs> that uh, you know, the, I I was watching an older episode over the weekend, and uh, Stabler, uh, it, it sounded like he was about to say, "You're a real piece of work to this guy," and he said, "Boy, you're a real piece of crap." You know that? And I thought that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that probably wasn't scripted like the kiss from a uh, person of interest the other night. Ooh, that was pretty was damn good, too. Was there an unscripted kiss? Yeah. Do you ever watch that show? No. No. It's actually been pretty good. We've enjoyed it. But uh, Tajay P. Henson is no longer on it because she got her ass killed the other night. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah, and she's one of the leads. But they had said from the very beginning that, you know, anything could happen on the show, so they stuck to it. Killed her ass off, but not until she had had uh, kissed Jim Cavivel or whatever the fuck his name is, you know, the um, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, again, Christian the Jesus player who now... Uh, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, she'll be just fine because she can do bad all by herself. Oh, she, is so, she is so fine. She is fine. <laughs> Sire, who have you got for us tonight for the Hot Mess Awards? My first hot mess has got to be Hallmark Cards, who is pulling one of the cards that they were releasing for the holidays. That card had one of those, you know, tacky old, uh, it seems to have become so popular now, you know, people like pull out the worst Christmas sweater ever. So it was one of those sweaters, but what the logo on the sweater was, was Don We Now Our Fun Apparel. Apparently they didn't think gay would work or fly, but now they've taken so much heat and trouble for not using gay, which is the fucking song. Don Mm -hmm. We Now Our Gay Fucking Apparel. I mean, you know, if they they thought that that was gay, what about the song itself? I mean, fa-la-la-la-la, that's the gayest fucking... Christmas song ever. Yeah, spit. You know, uh, uh, fucking gay apparel sounds like, you know, dildos and shit like that. Yeah, that'd be a good one, huh? <laughs> uh, that should be the logo on the shirt, just a big yeah. black dot. Yeah. Yeah. L- little jingle Only ball action. <laughs> um, and who, who's, who's your second hot mess? My second hot mess has got to be TLC for the mini series that they're giving us called Buying Naked. Have oh, you heard or that? seen any of the clips of this? No, no. It follows a real estate agent who has cornered the market on nudist communities in in the county of. Pasco, Florida. And apparently there are multiple gated communities where everybody just lives and exists in the nude. The golf course, you know, walking the dog, getting the mail. And what you get to see is everybody doing that. But instead of, like, blurring shit out, you know, like, they'll be so, like, crazy that they'll blur, like, the very tip of an ass crack out on Survivor on CBS. Instead of blurring mm-hmm. anything, what they've done is, like, they've just shot it all, so there'll be a stop sign, in the, you know, like, a half a block away so you can't see the person. Or there's uh. 
strategically placed, you know, bottles of champagne on the table right where the woman's little hoo-hahs would be. You know? Well, that so they're knocking very, uh, themselves out on production values just to save a little skin. Yeah, yeah that sounds very creative, no? Very, very artistic. Creative. Yeah, that's well, but I don't think with. that's what people are watching it for, you know. So, right. I mean, how, many art, how, how many art directing people are going to be watching just for that? <laughs> well, you know, it took me about halfway through that hot mess to realize you were not talking about T-Boz and Chili. I thought uh, I, was, I was thinking that too. They I, were going I was around. Thinking that. <laughs> yeah, didn't you? Yeah. We thought they were going around making nudist colonies. <laughs> yeah, no. Taste in waterfalls. <laughs> yeah. Please stick to the naked dicks that you might be used to. <laughs> yep. It showed this guy walking his dog, you know, just nothing on but his dog sneakers and socks. <laughs> Until a hologram of left eye comes up. Yeah. <laughs> waka waka. And who, who's your third hot mess? Uh, the last hot mess has got to be Chris Brown. He's just he's about to just sort of become the hot mess of the year. <laughs> Apparently, apparently he is already in some sort of, you know, like rehab 12-step to anger management bullcrap program. And mm-hmm. his mom came for a visit, and he was demanding that she take him out, and I guess she just added time to the what he had to stay. So I'm assuming that this is not like a personal check-in. It must be like a court-ordered thing. But anyway, mm-hmm. he got so pissed that he was, he was somehow free enough on the grounds of this place that he got out, took a rock, and smashed his mother's car's windows with it. Oh. So that anger management shit is really working well and taking a hold, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's working hey, real we... well there. Did he and when he well, finishes the... all that, he still has the thousand hours of community service that goes back to the <laughs> Rihanna bitch slap move. Ooh. He still has a thousand hours of now. That's like really. That's what you want in your community, right? Right. <laughs> Someone like you know, ang- angrily, who has anger issue management problems, taking care of their thousand hours of community service for bitch slapping somebody. <laughs> yeah. Look at many rocks. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. So he he at least he'll. Uh, Maybe he'll he'll bust some dance moves and people will get to see that while he's. I think it's just sort this. of over. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. even Chelsea lately was talking about it the other night. It's like people can't even. It's like the second they know that, and that's the sad thing. You know, it's like his, some of his music does sound okay, but the second you find out it's Chris Brown, you just sort of go, ooh, ugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he has he's really ruined the brand name. That's true. He's ruined the brand name. Now, I know your boyfriend was, uh, speaking of ruining the brand name, the other night on Saturday Night Live <laughs> with, what did you think of that whole thing? I loved it. Yeah? Isn't that your reaction? Listen, I think, you know, it's Gaga. It was she's, Her album is called Art Pop. Uh, both of them are known to do weird performance art type things, and that's, that's how I, I viewed it, and, and I loved when he came out. Uh, I take it you you were not pleased. Who? What? Who came out? I take it you were I take it you were not pleased, Sire. 
Can you hear me? I'm just not pleased when the level of performance is so fucking mediocre, whether it's performance art or pop. Ooh. I just thought they were both sort of lame. I mean, it was like, oh, and then we'll do that. I mean, it made Miley Cyrus's whole twerking thing seem like that was choreographed. And she claims <laughs> that, you know, she just came out and made it all up. But by comparison, it seemed totally, you know, it was spot on. I mean, it looked like Lady Gaga was just sort of stumbling around and throwing herself to the floor every now and then when she didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> it was just really weird. It was really um, weird. And he looks like he's had a lot of work done or something because I didn't even know who the hell it was for about a minute. You you think so? I, 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 I never thought that. You think so? Yeah, no, he seems... Well, he seems about ten years younger. Huh. Yeah, it was really, it was kind of odd. Um, I mean, maybe well, he's trying to look. In... Maybe he's trying to look more like the age that he likes to pee on now. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, hey! If it smells weird allegedly. and if it tastes weird, drink it anyway. That's what we do. Yeah, Haterade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he uh, had this remix of Gorilla by Bruno Mars. It's Bruno Mars featuring R. Kelly and Pharrell that is on repeat on my Spotify yeah. uh, like crazy. It is incredible. Have you heard this, Sire? No, I haven't. Yes, you must uh, I will hear it right it. after. Yeah. Yay. Um, okay, John Weeks, how are you doing on time? Do you have, do you have time to joke off? Yes, you have time to jack off always. With you guys? Okay. Definitely. Okay. All right. Hey, yeah. now. <laughs> All right, thank you for the Mess Awards, Sire. And let's get the lube out and the dildos inserted. Woo! <laughs> hee haw! John Weeks, start us off. <laughs> A recent CBS news poll found that only 37% of Americans approve of the job President Obama is doing marking the president's approval rating at an all-time low. The politician whose approval rating is at an all-time high, Toronto Mayor Rob Ford. Hey. <laughs> yeah. And the reason wow. he's at an all-time high, crack. <laughs> <laughs> yep, a little crack will do you. <laughs> That's all we need. <laughs> Weeks. Oh, oh. <laughs> I guess he's really yeah, getting we... into jacking off. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting busy here. Uh, Rob Ford isn't the only popular fat politician. Look at Chris Christie. No, on second thought, don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Larry King turned 80 Tuesday. I want to repeat that because your lack of a reaction makes me think you didn't hear me. Larry King just turned 80. Just now. Just Woo-hoo! happened, asshole. <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Are you sure there's not another zero on that? It's old as what? <laughs> Listen, he is younger than Regis. Damn. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay, with the disastrous rollout of... <laughs> I guess I'm in need of it. <laughs> Obamacare. Many cable news pundits are calling for President Obama. Are calling this President Obama's Hurricane Katrina. I don't know about you, John Weeks, but I'd sure rather thousands of displaced Americans than a malfunctioning website. 
anniversary of another blown up brain. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. In an effort in an effort to promote sanitation, the UN proclaimed this past Tuesday was World Toilet Day, with Wednesday following as National Second Wife Day and Thursday as Anal Fisher Day. <laughs> now wait a minute. Was it anal wasn't Anal Fisher the one that shot Butterfuco in the face? <laughs> and that's who that was? I think it was. It my Joey. I love my Joey. You know, his poor wife forever was a little <laughs> off center after that. I love my Joey. I love my Joey. <laughs> yeah, that was Anal Fisher. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. A recent study shows that taking birth control pills can increase a woman's risk of getting glaucoma. I knew jacking off was supposed to make you blind, but now fucking too? Damn, Gina Gershom. <laughs> but I don't know what Gina Gershom has to do with it, because you're talking to Donatella now. <laughs> yes, it's the house of Donatella. <laughs> Former President Bill Clinton announced in Beijing this week that he'd like to see a woman president in his lifetime. Turns out the reason is just because he wants easy access to the Oval Office again, or as Bubba calls it, the Love Den. Ah! Uh, <laughs> I knew it. Oh, I, 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 I feel a, a, a well, what the hell do you call him? Senior moment. I feel oh, yeah. a. <laughs> oh my God! What do you call those shows when it's not actors or scripted? Bloopers. No. Oh, what? Like the Kardashians. Reality show? Oh, a reality, reality show. I feel a reality, reality show going and coming on. Reality. The oh, love my den. God, fire. Oh. <laughs> the love den. <laughs> See what happens when I don't have any twerk all day? Yeah, you got to twerk that. <laughs> the, lo- the love den, starring President Clinton and First Lady Bill Clinton. And, and, the, bl- and the blue dress. Yes. Yes. Ooh, that blue uh, dress. Not a Monica, the just cunt. a blue dress. <laughs> and Anal Fisher. And Anal yeah. Fisher. The country. <laughs> the country of Vietnam this week sentenced corrupt bankers to death. Unlike the U.S., where we shower corrupt bankers with billions of dollars in bailouts. Yeah, boo hiss. <laughs> No, Fuck them. <laughs> the Oxford Dictionary this week announced the word of the year is selfie. Oh, yeah? Well, my word of the year is Somalia asshole. That reminds me. I had Somalian asshole for dinner last night. Mmm, taste it. Ooh. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh. <laughs> now this this next thing is like so perverse. I mean, <clears throat> also when I heard that the original little girl is still going to play her fucking self in this remake. <laughs> Have you heard about this? That that's even yeah. sicker than this. <laughs> News broke this week that a sequel is being made to the Christmas movie It's a Wonderful Life. It's set to star Chris Hemsworth. And its full title will now be It's a Wonderful Life, The Edge of Fucking Darkness. (laughs) (laughs) That is so wrong. That is so wrong. Look at her. Is she going to play her her age in the first movie? That's what I heard. Now how sick is that going to be? Is she going to be a little girl at like 90 years old? Yeah, this like nine year Any time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. That could be the fucking Crypt Keeper version. <laughs> like Christmas in Hell should be the real title. Weeks? <laughs> Former Vice President Dick Cheney's daughters have taken their gay marriage fight to Facebook. If you ask me, I prefer their father's tactic of shooting people in the face. Kaboom! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Former President President George W. Bush made an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno last night. A gray-haired, smirking, funny man at the helm of a sinking ship, and then there was Jay Leno. <laughs> Thanks for the chin lead in. In attempting to determine the age of a 507 year old clam, scientists killed the damn thing. In response, Joan Rivers said, Oh, don't you do that to me. Hello, hello, can we talk? <laughs> I think they there was killed a the world clam. oldest thing. That's sick. What? They killed that thing. I know. Oh. The second <laughs> Hunger Games, Catching Fire, premieres this week. It occurred to me that maybe the Hunger Games would be more beneficial to society if we had all the Republican presidential candidates from 2012 fight to the death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Girl well, on fire. I don't think anyone that will win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> MSNBC host Martin Bashir apologized Ooh. this week for suggesting that someone should shit in Sarah Palin's mouth. This comes after the Barbara Walters controversy where, where she said she wanted to give Paul Ryan a dirty Sanchez. Ooh, she a nasty Somalia. <laughs> now, what what kind of what kind of journalist or, or news anchor suggests that that so, somebody, let alone a vice presidential candidate, as ridiculous as she may be, should should have someone shit in her mouth? It just seems like an unprofessional statement to me. Uh, I don't know. I think she's. She's not had anything for well, where we, where we, where we, long time. <laughs> I think well, we you know what they say. She'll take what she can Exactly. She'll take Jail the... timer, bastard. Martin Bashir is a bastard. He's a bastard. Jail timer, bastard. Martin Bashir is a bastard. Martin Bashir is a bastard. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of 507-year-old clams, 
<laughs> you alright? Who is it? Woo! Ah, you, Saks Media Group has commissioned artists to paint what John Lennon, Bob Marley, Kurt Cobain, and other celebrities would look like were they alive today. Surprisingly not on the list, Abe Vigoda. <laughs> you know, I have to look up every now and then, and yes, he is still alive. Really? Yeah. There's a website dedicated fish. to whether or not he's still alive. Yes, fish fish lives, the clam is dead, but the fish lives. <laughs> and the anal fish fisher lives on as well. Yes. Always and forever. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom for Journalism and Philanthropy. After the president placed the medal on Oprah, she yelled, Everybody in the audience gets a free medal! And gave the presidential medal out to each member of the press. And you get a medal? 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 (laughs) What about me? You get a call! <laughs> 2020 co-anchor Elizabeth, Elizabeth Vargas announced on Twitter her return from rehab for alcohol abuse. Yeah, Rob Ford then announced his intention to go on a month-long bender. Hell yeah! Wow. <laughs> How old is Vargas now? I always liked her work. You know, didn't she? didn't she draw those, like, those like girls that were in Playboy and the spreads and stuff. She did. Wasn't that Vargas? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it that's was. who that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg announced in Vanity Fair that she deeply misses her former co-star Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Mm. When asked how she misses her, Whoopi replied, "Like a dose of clap." <laughs> in, an drunken, in an apparent drunken appearance on Bravo's Watch What Happens Live, Meredith Vieira fell out of her chair. Sarah Fawcett said, I didn't even do that. Uh, <laughs> she didn't fall out of her chair. She threw herself out of her chair. That was pretty funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, Lord, Kathy Lee Gifford (laughs) sat down to interview Glenn Beck. I'd make a joke here, but my fucking head just exploded. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. McDonald's announced the McRib won't be available nationally this year. Relatedly, neither will be any of the people who consume the McRib. Oh, that was delicious. (laughs) Oh, did you say fellatedly? <laughs> I reckon. That's what I heard. Fellatedly. <laughs> I'm a dirty, dirty thing. Uh, speaking of dirty things, Fergie revealed that her son Axel sharted on her husband, Josh Demel. The, cra- <laughs> the crazy part is, it wasn't even at a department store opening. <laughs> it's 
serves him right because I remember Josh Gibell talking about how he just couldn't wait to like be changing his diaper and have his kid like kiss up in the air on him. And I was like, "Go, you go, freak! You a little freak, ain't you?" <laughs> we got to find out if I Kelly and Josh Gibell ever hung out together. You know who I hear likes getting shit on is uh, I, I. You're not. I don't know if you're gonna believe this, sire, but uh, Stephen Sondheim. No. Yeah. That's wow. what I hear. I hear. I hear he likes getting the dunk. Wow! <laughs> and another hundred people just shouted on the train. Oh. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Singer Chris Brown was ordered by a California judge to spend three months in rehab for anger management after throwing a rock through his mother's car at another rehab facility. The rehab <laughs> facility is already coordinating with Brown what his next breakdown will be so that he pass the walls at least. Damn. <laughs> Damn. It's deja vu. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> a very pregnant Jennifer Love Hewitt. That's Her body LA is a wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> now it's got rides and shit. <laughs> <laughs> a very pregnant Jennifer Love Hewitt is out in L.A. looking ready to pop. No word, however, on when she'll lock. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a long way to go for that. I wonder why. Uh-uh. Adam Levine was made People Magazine's sexiest man. Who? <laughs> it's a Levine? I think it's Levine, right? Yes, Adam Levine. Levine. Adam Levine was made Aren't you the Jew? <laughs> Adam Levine was made People Magazine's sexiest man alive. This marks the first time the sexiest man alive makes the worst music on the planet. I agree. Uh, no. What are you... Great song. Um, Sean Penn went postal on a fan after the fan's flash went off when he tried to snap a photo of the actor in a hotel lobby. Sean Penn yelled, Do we look like fucking zoo animals? The fan then took a good, hard look at Sean Penn and said, Well, yeah, that was in the only hotel in Haiti, right? <laughs> I thought it was in New Ooh. York. No. <laughs> oh, he's back? I thought he'd yeah, given everything up and just lived in Haiti anymore, you know, still building everything <laughs> brick by brick. <laughs> Star Partners and Hummingbird Productions sequel to It's a Wonderful Life a major snag this week. The snag being, that's a goddamn sequel to It's a Wonderful Life. I know. <laughs> it's stupid with Thor. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me Thor, just to think about it. Okay. After his father suggested he wouldn't know what to do with Megan Fox, a Florida teen shot and killed his dad. This reminds me of when I shot my cousin because he said I wouldn't know what to do with Sandy Duncan. <laughs> and her good eye. <laughs> Didn't she have a glass right, eye? She did. Does she? Yeah, she like had a glass it. eye. Yeah. 
That was hot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you can take the eye out and, you know, banger in it. Oh. <laughs> you a freak. <laughs> Mayor John DeStefano, terrible transition. Mayor John DeStefano Jr. of New Haven, Connecticut, is leaving office after 20 years of service to the city of New Haven. He is the longest-running mayor of New Haven in history. And yes. we'll just... Mayor DeStefano you... was in office so long that he became mayor when Chaz was still chastity. <laughs> mayor DeStefano was in office so long that when he started Bruce Jenner, he still looked like a man. Wow. Mayor DeStefano was mayor so long that when he came into office, crack-smoking mayors were not the norm. It was so long ago when the mayor came into office that Jay Leno was still funny. Oh, it was so long ago that presidents were still allowed to have affairs. It was so long ago that it was before presidents went to war with the wrong country for no reason. It was so long ago that people still thought New York had the best fucking pizza. It was so long ago that Michael Jackson was still black. <laughs> It was so long ago that the most used tablet was an abacus. It was so long ago that the Nintendo Power Pad was the coolest thing in town. It was so long ago that Charles Galisi was still wearing a Wu-Tang medallion. <laughs> it was so long ago that Pamela Anderson was the only Bush that had fucked the whole country. Ooh, it was so long ago that Lil Wayne was getting arrested for using super soakers. It was so long ago that West Haven almost seemed nice for a day that I was asleep for the entire day. <laughs> it was so long ago that Glenn Beck was still a seemingly normal radio DJ on KC 101. It was so long ago that Ryan Seacrest was only hosting half of the radio and TV shows on the fucking planet. <laughs> it was so long ago that Reaches was 70. Wow. It was so long ago that Larry King looked 90. <laughs> It was so long ago that the only redhead getting screwed by Jay Leno was Sharon Osbourne. It was so long ago that Dick Cheney had only two heart attacks. It was so long ago that Mel Gibson didn't register to anybody as a completely terrible person. It was so long ago that O.J. Simpson was getting off for his crimes. It was so long ago that Carrot Topping and Kathy Griffin hadn't yet become the same person. It was so long ago that Hugh Hefner only dated one set of twins at a time. It was so long ago you could still understand most of the words Bob Dylan was singing. <laughs> Sounds like it's South Park. <laughs> it's big carpet. It was so long ago that it was normal to have white presidents. It was so long ago that Bill O'Reilly wanted to do it live. It was so long ago, John Travolta, you know, was still believable as a straight man. <laughs> it was so long ago that professional runners actually had legs and didn't have to kill their girlfriends. <laughs> oh, oh, it was so long ago that Tyler still had vaginas. It was so long ago there you that Michelle Bachman's outdated views Almost made sense. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, longest joke off ever. I thank you guys so much for that. Uh, Tom Fogarty, thank you. rock on. Keep on keeping on. Thank you for the Hot Mess Awards, Sire. 
Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Tommy. Ciao, bellies. Later, my. Bye. Bye. Wizard, wizard, wizard. Okay, so so we we are already um, twelve minutes over. Uh, how are you doing on time? Do you do you have to go? No, I can do another fifteen or so. Yeah. All right, so, well, so right. I need a little. I need a little uh, weeks week seeing advice on this one. Um, okay. <clears throat> so uh, it's actually a good transition here. Uh, so the uh, Mayor De Stefano uh, of New Haven, uh, Connecticut. Just for anyone who's listening uh, overseas, the Mayor of New Haven, uh, Con- Connecticut, is a state in the country of the United States of America, um, and he's the longest running mayor in New Haven's history. And last night there was an event for him at Anthony's Ocean View. Um, which I believe is where I had my prom in Morris Cove in New Haven. So uh, I, I went to the event, and um, uh, I said hello to the mayor, and he was really nice, and he was, uh, and this, this was last night. And he, he was like, hey, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. I, I really appreciate that you made the trip out here. Uh, and, and he was just very nice and very appreciative. Um, and it, what this event was, I should have said, was an event celebrating his 20 years of service to the city. And um, and so I had a, a nice, great moment with him. We took a picture and everything, and then uh, I went over to say hello to uh, Danny. Uh, now, Danny and I, Danny, his, his oldest son, Danny, and I used to be best friends in high school, as you know, and uh, I figured, you know, let me just go say hello uh, I'll have, I'll get this over with. We'll have an awkward couple minutes because uh, you know we haven't been friends for a while, and uh, and and uh, and I'll move on. Now, it's uh, this friendship that he and I had in high school it lasted about two years. But in those two years, we did everything together. We went to the same uh, high school, Wilbercross High School. We went to the same arts school, majored in theater at the Educational Center for the Arts. Um, we went to the same, uh, we did the same school musicals at Cross. We did the same plays at ECA. We uh, were on the same tennis team. We worked the same summer job. We were together every single day for about two years, and when we weren't doing these kind of mandatory things that we had done um, or extracurricular things that, you know, wound up being our mandatory, uh, <laughs> when, when we weren't doing that, we hung out, and um, and I really loved him, and he was a really great friend, and we, we really uh, seemed to enjoy each other's company. Now, at yeah. some point, when Charles and Christy uh, went to um, college, our friends Charles and Christy went to college, in, like almost immediately, Danny's and my friendship just deteriorated, and I was very lost at the time and yeah. didn't know... Uh, how to handle that situation. So I was just like, uh, you know, this is my best friend, the kid that I've done everything with for two years now, all of a sudden is gone. And the thing is that I, I still think that he changed and I didn't. You know, he was hanging out with a different group of people. I had no interest in that. I wanted to um, keep the same friends and I didn't have time to, to get into the his his new activities. So... Uh, <laughs> So, and then in the interim, you know, after we con- our friendship fizzled out, there were several times that I attempted to 
rekindle the friendship in some way. Uh, and I remember, for instance, one time I took him for his birthday to see Bill Cosby at the Oakdale Theater. And we went with uh, friends Javen and Jennifer, and they were in the back seat. And I was to basically to impress Danny, who I knew was kind of a reckless driver. I was doing 100 miles an hour down the Merritt Parkway um, to get to the Oakdale Theater. And uh, that was stupid, you know. And, and it was like, you know, I was going to these lengths to, you know, I was endangering me and my other friends uh, to, to impress him. Not that I thought anything would actually happen. I mean, it was pretty empty roads, but still, places have to be going. Um, and, and I think we got, I mean, we got to the Oakdale in like 10 minutes. It was ridiculous. Uh, but um, it, it, all those t- times of kind of trying to somehow get the friendship back uh, failed. And what was weird about it was that there was never a falling out. There was never like a, an argument. There was never a, a fight. Just all of a sudden, we went from being the greatest of friends to not friends at all. And so last Ooh. night at the event, I go up to Danny and um, uh, I was like, hey, how are you? And I went and shook his hand. And he says, Ryan Holmes, what's going on? And he said it in the way that he said my name when our friendship started dissolving. He said it in, he, when he said, Ryan Holmes, Ryan Holmes. It was in this condescending manner um, that I remember when he started calling me by my full name in that way, I felt like more of a character to him than a person. Like I went from being... Ryan to Ryan Holmes. So as soon as he said that last night, said like, which I was not expecting at all, and I kind of put it out of my brain, I I went up to him and said, hey, how are you? Ryan Holmes. And in like the very intonation, tonality, and phraseology that he used to use, everything just like came rushing back to my shoulders, like all the negativity about um, the dissolution of our friendship came back. And then uh, I said, I heard you got married. And he said, yeah, and he introduced me to his wife, and he was like, Katie, this is Ryan Holmes. And, he, he, you know, even that I would have expected him to just say, Katie, this is Ryan, or even right. Katie, this is Holmes. But Ryan Holmes, there's something about the way that he says it and just the way that it's so condescending and the way that it reminds me uh, of that time when because of this deteriorating friendship, the life is, that I had as I knew it was no more. So mm-hmm. it... Um, so him saying it in that way last night, it brought back all the negative stuff. It made me miss all the really great stuff. And Ooh. it makes me angry that he doesn't acknowledge that we were ever friends at all. Um, right. And, uh, and that he was so able to move on from that. So, so that happened. Um, and that moment was, was terrible. Um, and and I love Danny. I'll always love Danny, uh, and he is a nice guy. Uh, but um, but it, it, that just it brought everything back, and uh, and that sucked. And another thing about him is that he's you know he used to be just very kind of uh, unique and artistic and creative and stuff, and now he's just so normal. And I don't really mean it in a in a bad way in terms of. Uh, a way to live one's life, but I, I mean it just in terms of him. It's upsetting to me that that the the one that I knew, the Danny that I knew, seems to be gone. Because now you know he's like a 
he's married. He moved to, he bought a house in Guilford and, you know, a suburban house and he has a barn and he works for a housing company and it's just, everything is just very normal um, <laughs> about his life, uh, which, which, you know, was, you wouldn't see that life for him um, 13 years ago. So, uh, so I saw him and that was awkward. And it was nice to see everybody but him, basically. Um, so, and I, I had also noticed that Jimmy DiStefano, uh, who lives in New York, Danny's brother, he had gotten there before, um, he, he had gotten there just before I did, and we realized we were on the same train together. Um, so just uh, keep that in mind, because that will come up again in a minute. Uh, but uh, the event was very beautiful. Um, I saw my old boss, Sheila Allen Bell, who used to be community service administrator. Now she's at the housing authority. But I saw her, and I just, like, looked at her and smiled. And she was like, ah! And she, like, gave me a hug. And she said, come here, sit down. And I was like, I, I got to go now. It was like, it was, by the time we found each other, it was time to go. Um, but I took her email. It was a nice moment, and she's just as crazy as ever. Um, and, and you know what was, what was also terrible was that there were people that I used to spend quite a great deal of time around uh, being Danny's best friend uh, that last night seemed to have no recollection of who I was, like his uncle, his aunts, cousins, um, and his, uh, like the mayor's uh, administrative assistant, or sorry, executive assistant. Uh, she, uh, she and I, we used to work together, we used to, you know, everything, and she just put her hand out. I went to hug her. She went to shake my hand. She had no clue who I was. And I'm thinking that's just because, you know, I'm a big fat fuck now. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, okay. Jeez. So when I went up to the mayor's uh, wife, Kathy, I was like, do you recognize me? Nobody seems to recognize me. And she was like, Ryan Holmes. And, and uh, you know, then she said, go see Danny. And then it was terrible. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> It was a beautiful event. Um, a bunch of people spoke. The mayor's first boss spoke. Um, somebody who used to work at City Hall spoke. And apparently the mayor used to pull all these practical jokes on this guy, like, uh, which I had no idea about. But this guy, uh, he had like a nice office with a window at City Hall. And then one like, day he was out, uh, the mayor had people, or maybe he did it himself, um, move all of his stuff into this, like, office with no windows that was the size of a closet. <laughs> and, 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 like, the guy came back to work the, the next day and was like, what happened? He was like, oh, we moved your office. And the guy was, like, really depressed and stuff there. And that was just a practical <laughs> joke. And they weren't even friends yet at the time. The mayor was oh, my God. Uh, he also said that he used to, the mayor used to put all these um, naked pictures of ladies uh, in the guy's, like, folders, his, like, binders and stuff, so that he would go into meetings. And one time he opened the binder and it had this nude lady in it, and the guy that he was meeting with was some, like, city official. And the guy goes, I'm sorry, John DiStefano has been pulling a series of pranks on me. And the guy just looked at him like he was nuts, you know? <laughs> but, like, what a crazy thing for, for a mayor to be doing, going around doing this stuff, you know?
Fogarty just he wants to make it bad. He wants to make the joke off bad. Um, he does. He, he loves screw, screwing me up, and then uh, and then he started screwing himself up. He was like a suicidal terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> He was a kamikaze Fogarty. That's right. That's right. Kamikaze. And so, so people spoke and they gave very nice speeches. And um, like Dr. Mayo, the superintendent of schools, he spoke and it was cool. Um, also, I'm seeing all these people that I, I've seen at these events for many, like 20 years now. And, like every, it was so weird. I was like, "Oh wow, everybody is still here, and everybody looks exactly the same." Like, yeah. don't you think that people should have died by now, or like people? Should, <laughs> but but everyone was still there, and everyone looks the same. They don't look older. They, you know. Um. So. Uh. Then uh, they did a like a, a video. They showed a video of. Leon Medvedal, rest in peace, uh, swearing in the mayor at his first inauguration. And then right after that video, the mayor goes up and says, hi. Uh, so everyone else had this big introduction except Mayor Stefano, who I'm sure everyone right. was about to like give a standing ovation to when he was introduced. But he wasn't introduced. They showed the video, and the lights went up, and he was already on stage. And I thought that was a nice moment because it made it, it made it a little more casual, and it made it more him just mm-hmm. kind of wanting to talk to us. And, you know, the stuff that he's done for the city, though we still have our problems, there's still a lot of gun violence and such, mm-hmm. uh, the, the things that he's done are quite unprecedented and extraordinary. I mean, if you're a – he's worked with, the, the, with Yale to, uh, for the New Haven Promise, where any New Haven public school students – who gets a B average can go to college for free. So that's just one unprecedented thing that he's done. Um, he was the first Connecticut politician to support civil unions. I remember that um, mm-hmm. a long time ago. He uh, obviously was behind the $1.5 billion school renovation program so that these collapsing structures that we had to go to school in were transformed. Um, and... Uh, uh, I mean, one of the most amazing things is this residency card thing where illegal immigrants can now go to City Hall in New Haven and get a residency card saying that they're a resident in New Haven so that they can't be arrested and they can go do their jobs. Um, so he's been doing uh, so much for the city for the last 20 years, and it was, it was a really beautiful thing. It was a beautiful speech. Um, and he he said something about how, like, towards the end of the speech, that how he at times has been wrong, he's been often wrong, and uh, how he, sometimes he's been mean and, uh, like, and harsh and whatever. And he said, so I apologize for myself, but I'll never apologize for the people in New Haven, something to that extent. Um, right. And Tony Harp was there, who's going to become mayor, Justin Elliker, his, her opponent, he was there as well. Um, it was a real who's who um, of New Haven dignitaries. And uh, and so then um, I, uh, you know, my mother and I both get cabs back to where we're going, and I go back to Union Station. Now, so here at this point in the story, um, knowing what you know about the interaction with, with Danny, well, what's your reaction to that? Well, 
I'm happy that you went. Um, are you happy that you went? That's that, that would be my first question to you. Yes, you are. Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, the whole Danny thing, it doesn't perplex me because I think this is 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 somewhat common. Um, you know, I I think you had a real bond with him at one point in your life, of course, and and you still do, and I think you're. Holding on to that, and I'm sure he holds on to that too. He just people show it differently, um, and they remember their time, that time in their lives. I think you know pretty fondly. Um, it's just that he's probably changed incredibly, you know. And, and I think that's what college will do to you is very, is a, very much a transformative period in people's lives. And then, uh, believe it or not, you probably have changed, and he's probably noticed that too. So he's. Um, and he may have a different way of dealing with that, that that time in his life. He may really look at it fondly. He just doesn't want to emotionalize it and, and, and do that. The way he calls you Ryan Holmes, I think, and, and you, I think you picked up on a pretty key point there. I think, you know, a lot of people do that when uh, things have changed and they want to kind of take a step back and keep you uh, afar from them, too. I don't think it's, it's uh, an, an insult or an offensive gesture. I think it's just a way of kind of compartmentalizing certain uh, modes of life and, you know, different periods of time. And I think that's what he's doing, uh, and he's doing it very deliberately. And I think you caught that, and it's pretty smart. Um, but don't think of it as an insult. I think it's more of like, that was then, this is now kind of thing. And and I, I know, I know, I know, I, I know it sounds weird to say that's not an insult. It's, just the way he looked at it differently from how you looked at it. and Or maybe he just doesn't want to bring those memories back and he's trying to keep them at a distance. I, but I think it's good that you, you saw him. I, I think it's, uh, of course, it's going to rile up some memories and some emotions from the past. And, you know, that's happened to me many times. I, I You know, and, you know, there's some chance encounters where I've seen some friends from long ago who were really good close friends. And I wonder what the hell happened where we're not like that anymore, you know, even though I haven't seen these people in such a long time. but uh, And it is offensive. I, so it's hard for me to say that it's, it's offensive. When it's somewhat, to, to a certain degree, it is. Because they're like, you know, does he remember what we used to do and how we were before? I think they do. They just don't want to bring it back up. And uh, they, you just have to take solace in, in the fact that they probably look at it as just as fondly as you do. They just don't want to keep on externalizing it. There's different ways people kind of react to that. So I think, you know, it's good that you saw him. You know, you know he he probably looks upon you very fondly. It's just uh, he's he's keeping it at a distance because he doesn't want to kind of reintroduce that back to his life, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, in other words, I'll try to say, I think he's a miserable fuck. You know, it, you, know you and I, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean, you know. I, 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 there's honest, good people in the world, and I'm not trying to tout our, ourselves, but I think we're, we're two of them. And honest, good people, we kind of wear our emotions on our sleeves, and we really believe in, you know, the past and what went on, and we live for, you know, you know we, we remember the past, but we live for now. So, you know, when we, when we come up and we talk about things, we really mean it. Whereas when, you know, miserable people who who don't really um, place value on the things of the past, they, they don't really 
they try try to keep a distance. They try to be un, as unemotional and cold as hell. So I, mm-hmm. I, I and I have friends like that. So I, you know, I don't know if they were friends in the beginning. To tell you the truth, that they as they act like this now, um, and and I think it's a a degree of selfishness on their part, and 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 kind of like regret. Uh, maybe they regret that they mess things up. Maybe they think so highly of you as a friend that they know that they messed up and they kind of keep it off. You know, they, that's why they make it so awkward because, uh, this, you know, it brings back bad memories. They, they've messed it up. I think that's part of it. And, uh, you know, I, I think this is not a sad or salty thing. I think it's a very happy thing on your part because you still remember those things fondly. And I, and just because it, make, it might make you sad or kind of rile up some emotions, that's a good thing. Because you're, you're still alive. This guy, like you're saying, not the normal, you know, the, the normal life. I know what you're saying. It's, it's not the normal life, per se. He's pretty much set his course for life. And this is how he's going to live. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a miserable thing, I think. You know, I, I, I would never want to live that way. I would like to acknowledge my friends of the past. I would like to acknowledge what, what happened in the, in the past and place the value on it from, from then on, on now. I would be, I'd like to be consistent. You're consistent. He, you know, he's not being consistent. So I don't know, how to, but I don't know what to say. I think it's a very common thing uh, for people like us and, uh, you know, for good kids. And uh, I think it's a good thing that you went and it's, you know, living the – sometimes uh, remembering the past is always a great thing. It's just a – don't linger in there. I and, pray uh, that I'll never be in politics so long as to give an answer <laughs> like that. Um, I, you you always deliver that at the right time. I got <laughs> I, I, I got a little trigger happy just now. I, I meant to let you finish uh, finish, finish your thought there. No, but I, I you know it's a good thing that you felt those emotions. You're alive and you live for the present, and you're a good person because you acknowledge what happened, and you appreciated the friendship. It's just people won't return it if they're miserable as fuck. And I think that's what he is. And he, ha- he hasn't moved on. He hasn't really grown. Of course, he's got a family. He's got, you know, this kind of life, normal life per se. But, you know, people, if they don't acknowledge it and externalize it, that's them, of course, that you can always say to each his own. But I think good people will. They always acknowledge what happened and, you know, and that's how you see certain people. That's why some people actually change from being really awful people in high school. And when you go to the reunions or whatnot, or you see them later in life, sometimes they change for the better. I think yeah, sometimes that's they true. acknowledge it, they know what you've done, and they appreciate you. Uh, you know, it goes both ways. Obviously, I don't think he has, you know, because you haven't seen him in a long time, and he's, you know, he's calling you by that your, your formal name, and. Uh, He's keeping it at a distance. He's not comfortable with himself, and he's not comfortable with his past, and he never will truly enjoy life until he does. That's what I would say. Sorry. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> the the it, you know it, it was it, it was this moment that I mean I was expecting it to be weird and awkward and and stuff uh, briefly, and I was going to try my best to get through it quickly. Uh, but that Ryan Holmes and the way he said it was just triggered everything. Mm-hmm. It was just the it, it, you know so. Um, so, yes, I, I think a lot of what you just said is very valid. I also think it was all over the place and nuts. Um, and <laughs> no, 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 it was very, so I agree. It was very, uh, it was very um, uh, wise. So, uh, the, <clears throat> but he, okay, so 
remember I told you that Jimmy, his his younger Danny's younger brother, Jimmy and I had been on the same train and not known it before we got to Anthony's. So, um, I was on, and 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 keep in mind that Jimmy and I have never really been friends. I was his captain on the tennis team, I think. Um, he was always kind of annoying to me, uh, but um, but always very strange. He was always a very strange guy, a very unique, strange guy. So um, I, I was on the train back, and and it was like hitting me again. This 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 moment with Danny, the Ryan Holmes, Ryan Holmes, and and how like that made me feel. And so then I was like texting some some of the kids. Uh, that whole interaction and how it sucked. And, um, uh, the, and you know, that's, that's kind of, I was kind of down on the train. Like, like I was happy I saw the mayor. I was, I was happy he seemed happy to see me. Um, but the whole situation with Danny kind of brought me down a bit. So I get back into Grand Central Station, and I notice this tall, skinny white guy in a suit walking next to me. And I noticed that it's, it's Jimmy DeStefano as we're walking back into the station. And this is in, you know, this is in New York uh, last night. <clears throat> and I tapped him, and we spoke, and, and I was like, hey, hey, you made a really nice speech. And he said, he said oh, my God, like the, my, uh, thank you so much for coming. That's really amazing. My dad really appreciated it. He was really, really happy that you were there. Um, and he was saying all these very nice things, whether or not they were entirely sincere at, at that point didn't matter. Um, right. He, he was saying, and, and, and it did, I mean, the, the mayor was very, like, extreme, like, way more, like, appreciative and nicer than I'd, I've ever encountered him being. Um, and then, you know, Jimmy just, he, he reiterated, he was, he was like, again, thank you so much for coming. My dad really, really appreciated that you, you made a trip. Um, and then, we, you know, he took a cab and I got on the train. We, we went our separate ways. And I noticed that Jimmy is just as fucking weird as ever. And, <laughs> and that moment, that chance encounter at Grand Central in New York City at, you know, like 11 p.m. last night, mm-hmm. it brought, my, it brought my, my mood back up. And... Right. Uh, and the fact that, yeah, okay, so Danny's chosen to lead this very normal kind of life, but the fact that Jimmy has always been very unique and very true to himself, and he hasn't changed. Um, right. <clears throat> despite the fact I used to find him annoying. At least, well, he has, he's, still, he's still the same guy. Um, but, uh, and, and the fact that he was so nice and appreciative of, of me coming and stuff, and like just basically the total opposite of the interaction with Danny. Um, and, and the fact that it was so random that we connected again at the end of the night, that, that the, you know, our energies, the universe brought our energies together. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't take those moments for granted, you know, those, those moments, those coincidental right. moments. Um, so I think that's exactly what I needed. What, what do you think about that encounter there at the end of the night? Well, two things. I think um, what you said was uh, true to yourself. I think that's, that's definitely... Keith, uh, Keith phrase there. I think, you know, he's obviously being true to himself, you know, Jimmy, and, and, and you know, you see, see inklings of what he was, and he's still being like that. And, and with Danny, you, you don't. And, 
I think that it was meant to be. Like you said, you know, I, I you don't take those things for granted. And you know, like you you saw the mayor, and he was very happy to see you. And I said that that's what you were there mainly for. And then you saw Danny, and it was it was just like a through pass. And then you saw, and I think that was meant to happen in New York uh, on the same train. And, and you know that rarely happens in a city of millions. And um, and you bumped into him, and, and he said you know very nice things to you, and and it it, was, it closed it. I think that was a closure point for it, and I think that just yeah. reiterates the point that you are, you and Jimmy, and 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 maybe in the mayor are similar in the fact that you know you guys stay true to yourselves and your characters and personalities, and you, you know, and and you act that way. Whereas Danny, you know, maybe he's different. I think, uh, to, to say the least, I think he's just not able to do that, and you know, some people aren't able to do that. Uh, to be true to themselves, and uh, I, you know, my heart goes out to those people because life is short, man. If you if you don't uh, externalize certain things or say things that you really want to say, it's just you're not going to ever ever say it. And you know, maybe he doesn't have that closure, and maybe he's okay with that. But you know, down the line, sooner or later, he'll have some regrets about it, I'm sure. But um, you know, I think that's that's a beautiful thing about life. You know, you went there, you saw the mayor, had a good time. You saw Danny, he brought you down a little bit, and then you saw Jimmy, and he kind of closed it off for you. You know, yeah. and uh, all in what, what one night? That's ridiculous. <laughs> so I mean, uh, you know, I think it was meant to be. Uh, you know, and it shows you how much you've grown, my friends. You know, even though you had this history with this guy, you know, you still had the history with his father. I don't know. Maybe you have a connection with his father that he doesn't have, and he's a little jealous. I don't know. Maybe I'm just overanalyzing things, but you know. <laughs> I think that's, you know, that's a beautiful thing, that you're still friends with the mayor. The mayor really appreciated you there, and, and Jimmy's still kind of the same. Uh, those are good things. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you're, you're right. It did bring closure, it did, it, which which is something that Danny's and my friendship has never had, but at least that moment with Jimmy last night brought closure to at least that moment with Danny last night, you know? Right, right, right. And, All uh, right, well... I appreciate you sticking around, man. I can think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hey, hey, kids. Hey, you little fuckers out there. You little fuck sticks. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, you playing with that goddamn Barbie doll. Yeah, you. Couldn't be. Then who? Uh, Hey, go, go record a podcast, everybody. Go record one. All right? Best case scenario... People like it. You get a TV show made uh, based on the podcast, like comic book. Uh, people don't like it. Worst case scenario, you and your friend like it, and you have a record of that forever. So, uh, John Weeks, what are you going to do with that Barbie doll? I'm going to put that Barbie doll in a chair, tie her up, roll her down a big hair, uh, hill into a bus, and have an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it, I forgot. <laughs> Ew. Speaking of explosions in your pants, what do you think Mousy, the dog that lives by itself, is doing right now? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think. I saw Mousy uh, just a couple minutes ago. Mousy was in, in her million-dollar mansion with the other dogs, with the other bitches, and playing rock bands, <laughs> on the guitar, singing and on the guitar at the same time, backing it up, twerking it up right behind her friend, and then she sharted all over her friend. <laughs> Did it get did the did the shard the sharts get all over the other bitches? That's it. The shard actually ricocheted off the ceiling. It was like a spray 
and it started raining down on all her friends. <laughs> you know, bitch, bitches get shitches, right? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that was disturbing imagery. And what's your favorite thing? <laughs> All right, are you ready for this? I'm ready for this. No, 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 pound, 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 pound. My favorite scene in Chisholm, my favorite scene in my favorite scene is my is Moneyball. Uh, Moneyball Maine, she, she, she plays the president of the Red Sox in the very ending of Moneyball, which is a movie about the Oakland Athletics and Billy Bean Maine, who is the general manager of the Oakland A's currently, who used the series of sabermetrics and numbers to create a team with a limited budget that can uh, win in a league of unfair tactics and using big money to really uh, uh, make wins. I know this is very boring, but anyways, <laughs> this is the quote. And this is, you know, a mind of my fan is John Henry, the president of the Red Sox, explaining why he wants to give Billy Bean the highest paid salary of any executive manager in all of sports at the time, which was, which was about 2002, uh, and explaining how he had success that year and wants him on the Red Sox, who would later go on to win the World Series and break the 1918 uh, curse of the Bambino. Okay. For $41 million, you built a playoff team. You lost Johnny Damon, Jason Giambi, Jason Isringhausen, Carlos Pena, and you won more games without them than you did with them. You won the exact same number of games that the Yankees won, but the Yankees spent $1.4 million per win, and you paid 260000 per win. I know you've taken it in the teeth out there, but the first guy to the wall, it always gets bloody, always. It's the threat of not just doing the business, but in their mind, it's threatening the very game that they play. But really, what it's threatening is their livelihoods. It's threatening their jobs, the way they do things. And every time that happens, whether it's the government or a way of doing business or whatever it is, the people are holding the reins. They have their hands on the switch. They go batshit crazy. I mean, anybody who's not building a team right now and rebuilding it using your model, they're dinosaurs. They'll be sitting on their ass on the sofa in October watching the Boston Red Sox win the World Series. And why that's relevant is because the Red Sox just won the World Series using the same strategy that they would have uh, used if they had hired Billy Bean. Billy Bean turned it down to stay with his team because he had loyalty to his team. He still hasn't won, but I uh, hope and pray one day they will. As, as you can tell, I'm an Oakland A's fan. And that's my favorite scene in She's <laughs> Man, Man, featuring Bang the Man's Man. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, all right, let's see. My favorite scene in She's My Man with the Man with the Man with the Man with the Man is when uh, she's this, uh, like, scientist or professor or something, and uh, they call her Doc Brown, and her hair is all crazy, and uh, and... Her friend uh, with Parkinson's wants to travel through time. And <laughs> at one point, Amanda Banks just says, Roads, Marty, where we're going, we don't need roads. And that's 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 all I got tonight. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> I love that scene. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Go burn that Barbie doll. Good night, Sean Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, Rod. Oh.